It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell bounces the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track. He's at the wall. He leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Kirtley. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. In the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 Champions of the Midwest. I want to start with an open this week. Gauchos took all four games against UC Davis and St. Mary's. But before we get to the recap, we want to thank our presenting sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of UCSB Athletics and the Gaucho 9 podcast. Check them out on Chapala Street downtown and at their two locations in Goleta on Hollister Village and Cairo Real. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors. Check them out online, smartofficeinteriors.com, or give them a call, 805-965-8585. Commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, and the home office. Smart Office Interiors has helped the Gauchos make Caesar Wasaka Stadium a primetime office for baseball work. That's 805-965-8585, or visit smartofficeinteriors.com. Okay, Gauchos sweep the week. Five to three, five to three, nine to three, eleven to three. If you listen to the games over the weekend, all four games were at five to three in favor of the Gauchos at one point. And uh would have been amazing if they finished five to three all four games, but not the case. Uh over the weekend there were a couple of Stressful moments for the Gauchos against the winless Davis team, but uh, the boys took care of business after a close, dramatic win on Friday. Christian Kirtley robbing Kyler Arenado of a would-be game-tying two-run home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning in left field. Uh, led the Gauchos to a 5-3 win there, and then 9-3 offense came to life, 15 hits on Saturday, and then a come-from-behind Late inning, uh, 10 unanswered runs in an 11-3 win. The big swing, the 3 run homer by Kyle Johnson in the sixth inning, which gave the Gauchos the lead after they relinquished it. And when they were leading one nothing, Davis scored three times, bottom of the fifth. Kyle Johnson, 3 run homer in the sixth. So with those four games, Gauchos improved to 16-5 and overall, 5-1 and in the Big West which is tied for first place with UC Irvine and Cal Poly heading into next weekend's competition. RPI coming into play today on Tuesday sits at 53, and they check in ranked as high as number 21 in the collegiate baseball poll. And uh, here are some statistical categories where the Gauchos are leading the Big West in these major categories uh, so far through their first 21 games. They're leading in team ERA, home runs, on-base percentage, scoring runs per game, slugging percentage, stolen bases, and win percentage. So Gauchos 16-5, off to a strong start, uh, both offensively and on the pitching mound. Some some stuff for the four games this week against St. Mary's and UC Davis. 
As a team, Gauchos slugged 456. They had seven doubles and five homers in the four games. They stole nine bases. Their ERA this week was 2.25. And yes, they allowed three runs in each game. But remember, in baseball, there's unearned runs. So it wasn't just 3.00. There were some unearned runs in there. They struck out 36 batters in 36 innings. And their opponents hit 189 against them this week. So uh, good offensively and good on the mound this week. Again, when you outscore your opponents... Let's see, 5-5 five and five is 10, 11 is 21, 9 is 30. When you outscore them in the week, 30-12, to 12, you're doing pretty good. And when you're only allowing three runs per game, that's also pretty good. Let's see. So overall, Gaucho pitching staff lowered their ERA on the season to 2.93, which ranks ninth nationally. They eclipsed the 200 strikeout mark on Sunday, so they have 208 total. Corey Lewis with four wins, Michael Rice with three wins, Michael Gutierrez with three wins, and Ryan Gallagher with two wins all have multiple wins. Ryan Harvey sits in second place nationally all by himself with eight saves. He's two behind the leaders who both have 10. And two Gauchos, Hayden Hattenbach and Matt Ager, both ERAs under one. Sam Whiting, Corey Lewis, and Rice both are all boast ERAs under two. So that's five gauchos with ERAs and multiple appearances under two. On the offensive side, gauchos have six players hitting above 500. Sorry, not 500. That'd be great. But six players hitting above 300. Seven have hit multiple home runs. Six have driven in double digit runs. Brock Mortensen leads them with six homers. He had one on Sunday afternoon, Alinea over the right field fence. Xander Darby was second uh, with four. He had two home runs over the weekend against Davis. Let's see, UCSB is out slugging their opponents 450 to 316. They have 35 doubles, 26 home runs as a team, and they also have 35 stolen bases. So the, 30, the uh, 35 stolen bases, 26 home runs, and the 450 slugging percentage all lead the Big West Conference. Some trends to catch up on. Gauchos are 9-3 and three in road games. They are 11-3 away from Caesar Wasaka Stadium. They are 13-3 when they score first. And they have outscored their opponents in the first inning 17-6. So that's pretty good. It's, it's a lot easier to play with the lead sometimes than to uh, try and play come from behind all the time. So Gauchos doing well scoring early. And Jordan Sprinkle. Came into the weekend series with a nine-game hit streak. He extended that to 12 with a hit in each game, including a four-hit game on Saturday. You will hear from him uh, later. You also hear from, who else do I have this weekend? Jason Willow, Blake Clawson, Xander Darby, Jordan Sprinkle, and Coach Erdman coming up later in the podcast. Looking forward to tonight's game. UCLA, first of two midweek games against the Bruins. It's a matchup of two top 10 pitching staffs. UCLA's ERA 2.50 is fourth in the nation. Gauchos at 2.93 ranks ninth. The Bruins are 3-3 in the pack. They lost a series against USC at home, the upstart Trojans under former Gaucho coaches and analytics uh, director Matt Fontino, the assistant coach, David Tillotson, who is the analytics director. They are out now at SC, Trojans. Trojans, we'll see later this year. They're off to a good start. And then 
Bruins won the series this weekend on the road against 15th ranked Arizona. So three and three in the Pac-12 conference, very competitive. 15 and eight overall, RPI at 68. They do have wins over top-ranked Texas and the series that I mentioned this past weekend against 15th-ranked Arizona on the road in Tucson. They do have some interesting results, though. They have uh, a 5 to nothing shutout loss at home against Harvard. That was a couple weeks ago. And they have home losses to CSUN and to Omaha, which is a little unusual for uh, a Coach Savage coached team. But they are strong. They are very patient at the plate. They have... 117 walks as a team. Is that right? 117? No, I was looking at another stat. They have uh, over 130 walks as a team, and that ranks in the top 15 nationally. So they will go deep in counts. They're not afraid to battle with two strikes, and they will push the pitch count up. So we can expect that from UCLA. Gotchas will be there tonight, Tuesday, against uh, the Bruins at Jackie Robinson Stadium. And then the Bruins will come up later on this year to play a home game uh, or a road game at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. Hawaii. Gaucho's next Big West opponent. Don't have a whole lot on them, but I do have some notes to share before we get to the game highlights. Over the weekend in Honolulu, they lost two of three to UC Irvine. They were all tight ball games. Two of them were cited by one run. Uh, Hawaii sits at two and four in the Big West, eight and fourteen overall. They have played a couple of tough home series, four game con- uh, four game weekends against top ranked Vanderbilt, who swept them, and then they split with Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights, who are sixteen and six, and they have a top fifty RPI. So uh, Rutgers, uh, maybe not normally known as a baseball school, but having a good year, uh, and they played Hawaii tough, uh, far away from home. The Bows are hitting 217 as a team. They have a 5.38 team ERA. They have uh, a whole new coaching staff under uh, first-year head coach Rich Hill, who came to UH after 23 years at the University of San Diego. So Hawaii will be in Santa Barbara on Friday, first of three games between the Rainbow Warriors and the Gauchos. Tonight it is Gauchos and Bruins, and now we will get highlights and then our interviews from the weekend here on the Gaucho 9 podcast. So I uh, tried that little opening, and I uh, hope you enjoyed that. And uh, let's get to the weekend stuff. Long road trip. I'll add that. It was a long road trip. Uh, seven days on the road, three different hotels, lots of, uh, lots of bus time, lots of, uh, lots of hotel time, lots of walking around, um, and we want to thank the parents. Shout out to the parents who hosted us for dinner, barbecue, at the hotel on Saturday. That was awesome. So uh, thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, all right, here we go. Highlights and interviews here for this week. Mortensen, the runner at first. One ball, two strikes. Here to vote. Sanders to the plate. Fastball is to hit the left center. Hit well. On the move and not going to get it as Nager. It one hops the wall. Way out in the corner. That's going to score Brock from first base as Vote coasts in with a double. 2 nothing Gauchos. Go, well 
making his ninth appearance. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Sprinkle, and Jordan lines it into left field. That's going to get down past the dive of Mayshore. It goes all the way to the wall. Darby being waved around third. Here comes the relay, and Xander will uh, gingerly come in and score. Mayshore went for the, the dive straight in towards the infield on the sinking liner. Kind of went into the scorpion once he got stuck in the grass and went all the way to the fence. So that'll be a double in an RBI for Sprinkle. And the Gauchos reclaim that two-run lead. It's 3-1. to one. Welch peering in here, Ayama. Waits. Payoff pitch. Is a changeup swung on and missed. Hirayama strikes out. Welch comes in, gets the Gauchos out of the jam, and St. Mary's comes up empty here in the eighth inning. Great changeup from Nick Welch on the 3-2 pitch. And a nice block by Gianni Bloom with the tag out. No runs across, still 4-3 as we go to the ninth. Corners are towards the line. Hirayama playing close to second base with Brown. There's the 1-1. Breaking ball, line drive, left center. That's going to get down past the dive. It's all the way past the, the outfielders. Newman actually going to stop at first base. It's an RBI single, and the Gauchos lead at 5-3. One ball, two strikes to Almanza. Harvey's pitch. Fastball pulled to first. Johnson's got it. It's a fair ball. He shovels to Harvey covering. And UCSB comes to St. Mary's and defeats the Gales 5-3 as they hang on at the end. Work around that, that rally in the seventh inning, stranding the tying and go-ahead runs on base. Calling balls and strikes. Joseph Penn at first. Pete Saucedo at second. Michael Carr at third. Umpiring crew as Darby lifts this high in the air to deep right field. Warbert going back. He's at the track. He's at the wall. He leaps, and this one is out of here. And just like that, Gounces take a 1-0 lead. Solo homer by Xander Darby. 2-2 pitch. This is a line drive out to left center. Coming in is Vote. Goes into a dive, and he makes the catch. What a great play on the backhand side. A diving effort by Nick Vogt as he robs Arenado potentially of extra bases. And he secures a 1-2-3 inning for Corey Lewis. We've completed three. Yance is leading 1-0. No balls, two strikes. Runners with their leads. The pitch. And this is hit off the end of the bat. Out on the left center. That's going to get down for a hit. Willow scores. Here comes Darby. He's going to score. Sprinkle rounding third. Here comes the relay. And Jordan slides in head first. Not in time. It's a bases clearing single by Brock Mortensen. And the Gauchos have the three spot. It's 5-0. One ball and two strikes. Harvey looking for his eighth save. Gauchos looking for their 14th win. The 1-2 to Arenado. Fastball hit the left field, hit well. Back is Kurtley, still going back. He's at the track, he leaps. And Kurtley pulls back a home run. And the Gouchers are going to win the game. 
Oh my goodness. And it's a party in left field for UCSB. Ryan Harvey goes and gives Curtly an enormous hug in center field. Christian Curtly robs Kyler Arenado of a game-tying two-run homer to end the ball game. And UCSB defeats UC Davis five to three. What a spectacular play by Christian Kirtley in left field. Slight pull shift on the infield, and the pitch is hammered to right field. This one is not coming back, folks. Three-run homer, Darby, and it's a four spot here in the second as Xander for the second game in a row. Plays long ball, and UCSB leads it 4 nothing. Kyle Johnson waiting on deck, another left-handed batter. Boat still over at first base. There he goes, and this one is lined down the left field line. That's going to get down into the corner. It's all the way to the wall. Iverson has trouble with it. Vote was being waved around. He scores. RBI double, Clausen. Youngsters get a run back. It's 5-3. Here's the 1-2 pitch. And that is on the outside corner. Strike three called. And Schreier strands runners at second and third here in the ninth. And UCSB defeats UC Davis here this afternoon 9-3. Oh, one pitch. Break them all. Hammered to right field. High and deep. Brandell is at the wall. He leaps, and this one is gone. El Cuerpo cashes in for the Gauchos as he hits a three-run homer to right field, and just like that, UCSB reclaims the lead. How about that? There was a little doubt, a little doubt in my mind as it was in the air that the wind might keep it in the yard because Brandell gave it a look at the fence. But a three-run shot off the bat of Kyle Johnson on a breaking ball, and UCSB leads it 4-3. So we'll do it again. Nothing in two. Gallagher to the plates. Off speed, swung on and missed. Ryan Gallagher strikes out the side here in the seventh inning. And since allowing the slow roller that gave the Aggies the lead off the bat at J.D. Miko, he has retired the last seven batters, and he is through seven innings with a 4-3 lead. As we'll go to the eighth, UCSB looking for some insurance runs. Outfield and infield straight away here for vote. And the pitch is hammered to left field. Towards the corner, Iverson is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A solo homer for Nick Vogt. Makes it 5-3. Yeah, okay, we're here with Jason Willow. Fifth year gaucho. Yeah. You know, you've, you've heard a lot of Jason Willow over the last five years and recently on the, on the podcast. Yep. 
and uh, he's hitting three run bombs or three three O bombs. Three O bombs. Three O bombs. Um, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We made it here to Moraga, I believe the city is called. Yep. The shows are hot. Shows are feeling good. Shows are feeling good. So it's bounce back day. Yeah. Right. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, time to dwell on Sunday, and vibes are high. So, what's the what's the mood coming into Tuesday, first day of the five game road trip? Uh, it's good. I mean, we had a tough one Sunday, and it's uh, it's always good teams got to come back from that, and we know that. So we got to uh, we got to have a good good game today, and then get serious this weekend after uh, losing a tough one like we did Sunday. But I mean, yeah, vibes are high. Guys are guys are feeling good. So. And I pulled you for this interview because you batted 500 for the weekend. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you hit the uh, you hit the 3-0 bomb, but uh, how'd you feel with the stick? Because uh, you've been off to a slow start. Yeah, a slow start. I'm always a slow starter. Whatever. I think all my scenes I have been. So, yeah. I, uh, I mean, worked with Ferg quite a bit in the cage this week. Put some time in, changed some a couple little things, and and yeah, I had a good weekend. Saw it well. So it's uh, it's always nice. What, what is it with the uh, with the approach on on three zero? Because Gouch now have three. You don't have to reveal any secrets, of course, but yeah, three three zero uh, home runs already this year. Is it just? I probably probably half my home runs are actually three zero. Well, how many home runs have you hit as a Gouch? Six last year, one this year, two, eight, eight or nine. So I probably have four as three zero. Really? I, I and one actually the one that. <laughs> Embarrassingly, the one that I hit against Pepperdine my sophomore year and I passed Mason Marquez and got called out. Oh, yeah. I remember that was that 3-0 as well. <laughs> so, yeah. You were but, so excited that you hit a, you hit a 3-0. You barreled it. 3-0, you didn't them. hit it roll over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's just a good count. And, I mean, I, I told myself it wasn't a swing and then I ended up swinging. But it's just, you know, if you get a good hack off 3-0, I mean, it's a good pitch to – you count to hit in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy doing it. it. You look real bad if you get out, but other than that, I mean, it's right. Good. I guess that's like that's the the conception. Yeah. Is that so yeah, you look tough. bad if you don't put a good swing on it. Yeah. Because then you could be three one, or or if it's out of the zone, it's, yeah. it's, it's a walk. Yeah. But you know, it's it's an aggressive approach, and yeah. that's how the gauchos are at the plate. Like if you get a good pitch to hit, you're gonna exactly. go hit it. Yeah. So up here at St. Mary's here Tuesday, it's pretty warm. Yep. Uh, this might be the first warm game that we've had all season long. We've had some some cold ones. Yeah, Played a lot of night games. Night games. The night games at Santa Barbara have been nice. The weather's been really nice, actually. Like the, the Friday night we had this week was beautiful. Oh, it was great. Uh, yeah. Friday night against Nevada was beautiful too. So it uh, it's been actually quite good. The the marine layer coming in hasn't been as cold as I remember. So it's been it's been nice nights. But uh, yeah, this might be the warmest day game we've had yet. And it's it feels a little breezy, so we might field might play hot today. Uh, you've played here before, so what's your yeah. experience playing here at St. Mary's? Um, we lost. I did not oh, have I remember a great that game. back and forth. Game. Yeah, it was that. back and forth. That was 2019. Yeah. 2019, it was. Yeah. Um, I see they got cages now, which is nice. Covered. No dig on them, but yeah, yeah, covered cages, which is nice. Upgrade. Uh, surf is looking a little better. Uh. Last time I just remember this place being like Normandy, but it uh, but it looks it looks a little better. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what we're playing on though. We we should be fine. Well, the same way it's their first home game since March first. Okay. So they've been on the road like the Gouches have been on the road. Yeah. 
uh, quite often. So they're they're road tested and they're they're 14 and six. They're up to a good start. They're coming off. Uh, they got swept on the road at LMU. Yeah, I saw that. So two teams coming off of losses, probably trying to get back in the win column. Does that change your your mindset knowing what the other team has done? Do you look at that at all, or is it all uh, about the I gouging? think guys do. I think it's easy to look at how they just got swept by LMU and. Now this could be a trap game thinking, oh, they might not be as, as good as we thought they would, but I think I think they're going to be a solid team, and you can't really let the past weekend they had really, you know, affect what how you're going to play the team or not. So, Are you hoping to see Connor Roberts? I don't think we will. I don't I think, think he's, we will he's starting on the weekends. Yeah, he started Sunday, but it would have been cool to see Connor Roberts throw. <laughs> I mean, not against me, but just to other people might have been cool because I don't want to see that slider again. But uh, Or the, or the changeup. You want to see old reliable? Old yeah. Reliable? No, yeah. <laughs> I saw that for a couple of years, and it was not fun, so. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. How's your fifth year going, man? Like, it's, it's you're, you're a veteran. It's, is it, is anything surprising you? Does the game slow down for you? Like, oh, it definitely slowed down. Um, this season seems to be flying by for me. Um, it's crazy. This is, this weekend, I think, is week, or this is week six now. This is week six. We've played, we've played 17 games already. Yeah, and we're already a conference series in, so yeah. I mean, to me, it's just, this has felt like the quickest season yet. It's going quick, so just trying to enjoy, you know, the little things and, and play well. It, it makes the season a lot better when you're winning, and we have been winning, so that's good. But, uh, yeah. Look, I just didn't lose for, for two weeks in a row. Yep. Seven-game win streak snapped on Sunday. Yep. I thought we were going for our old record there, but... Old record? Yeah, the 2019. Didn't we have the, didn't we have the record that year for most wins? Oh, that? that's right. Yeah, yep. thir- 13 wins. I think yep. they set it and then, we set then it and tied then it and reset it, it again. Reset it, yeah. That's right. That's right. When... I'm, t- I'm trying not to talk about the Fullerton series, but it would have been the first sweep of Fullerton since 1986. Were you aware of that? I didn't know that. Dang. We blew it last year against them, too, so I don't know yeah. what Sundays are. Something's up with Sundays in Fullerton. Something's up with it. Yeah. Something's up with it. Something Some, fishy. Something fishy. Something fishy. Garrett fishy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's... it's First game of a road trip, we're, we're, we're gone for six days yep. in a row, going straight to Davis after this. Did you bring, this will be the last question, bring anything uh, different? You got this uh, one? Oh. Just packed more. Yeah, I know. It was kind of tough to pack because we raised it pretty short, and especially coming off our last road trip of two games. Two games at Lake Elsinore. Like, I didn't, I was not, I barely packed uniform anything, and actually, shorts. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter if you forgot something there. At least personal-wise, but uh, but no, th- I checked it over a little more this time. Brought a little more clothes, more underwear. Um, nice, you didn't have to bring the school stuff, so that helped. So spring break, spring break, yeah, yeah. I was thinking to myself how nice it is to not worry about school now. So, are you done with school? I'm not. You got one more. I got one more I got quarter. Spanish left. Spanish yeah. is. I would be graduated by now, but I've been putting off Spanish, and I I deserve it. So. We'll, we'll take care of business yep. in the spring quarter. Yeah, yeah. I only got one class, so it should All be right. easy. Well, uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, go uh, have a ball out there today. Yep. And uh, we'll have a ball on this on this road trip. It's yep. going to be good. We're in Northern California. We'll play UCLA Tuesday, so it'll be a good on week. On the road again, yep. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Kevin. All right. It's Friday afternoon. Gauchos are here in Davis. It's the Pueblo Radiology pregame show. And we are standing here with, it's, he's a first-year gaucho, Blake Clausen. He was going to be the hero on Sunday afternoon after that big home run that he hit against Fullerton. 
but Titans and other plans. We're move, we've moved on from that. We got a win at St. Mary's, five to three on Tuesday, and we're getting set for a three-game series here against UC Davis. Uh, Blake, welcome to the show. First Thanks for time. Having me. Um, yeah. How's the uh, how's the mind? How's the spirit? <laughs> Mind's good. Spirit's good. Everything's high. We're before first game day. We got open up with Davis right now and. They're, they're new. They're, they've had an interesting year with, obviously, the stuff that happened with them in the fall. So we're coming in. We got our same routine that we go. We stick to our plan, and we do our thing. Gauchos are playing baseball this weekend, right? That's they're not, right. They're not playing the Aggies. They're playing baseball. No. Yeah, Gauchos <laughs> are playing baseball. That's how we roll. Well, you've had a, uh, an interesting route in your college career. This is your fourth school, which tops me because I went to three. I was a four-year JC and then do a four-year. You went four-year, JC, JC, four-year, so fourth year. So you started at Arizona out of high school. You grew up in the Southern California, right? Yep. Okay. Where, where in Southern California? Uh, Ladera Ranch, right around San Clemente and Dana Point, uh, okay. small little area. Surfer? Yes. Nice. Yes, picked it up over COVID. Nice. Yep. Nice. Okay. So you go to Arizona first. What year were you at Arizona? I was a freshman. I was there. I committed my sophomore year out of high school, and that was uh, my first year there. And then the COVID uh, pandemic hit, and we all got shut down, so we all had to go home. So 2020, you were going to be playing at Arizona in 2020, or you were there in 2020? Yes. Okay. And then from Arizona, you went where? Uh, I went out to La Crosse, Wisconsin for summer ball, and I ended up saying that I wanted to go work on myself. So I went to junior college, Saddleback in South Orange County. Mm-hmm. But they weren't going to have a season because of COVID. All the restrictions were super high. So This was in 20 still. So. Yeah, this is 2020. <laughs> I get a phone call on a Saturday. No, on a Friday. And I, they're like, oh, yeah, here at Eastern Oklahoma State Junior College, we're going to be having a season. It's for sure. Uh, thought it over with my parents for a couple couple hours i told him yes on saturday got a plane ticket and flew out sunday just so all all. within so all within like like three four days you arrive at saddleback or you were you were first semester first semester there fall semester saddleback Uh and then they weren't gonna play and you're like i gotta play and so eastern oklahoma state college um where is that tulsa no it's in (laughs) where we were two hours away from the nearest town we had a sonic McDonald's, a Mexican restaurant to eat there. That was, that was it. Uh, we had a population of 1,200 people. Uh, middle of Southeast Oklahoma. Just Baseball fans? No one. No, there was nobody. It was just <laughs> us. It was an experience for sure. It was a culture shock. A good experience though, baseball-wise, as far as playing and yeah, yeah, okay, all baseball all the time. And I met some cool people, some from Puerto Rico, some from Colorado, some from Washington, and then, of course, a bunch from Oklahoma. But yeah, yeah just a bunch of bros. And then how do you end up at UC Santa Barbara? Uh, they saw me in a little junior college league I was at in Southern California, and I'm assuming they come and watch me during uh, high school. But sure. Fontina, who's not here at the time, was giving me a phone call, and he was the one recruiting me. And I liked what the the location of the campus. I liked what the school had to offer. I loved Checkets, the way he ran baseball, and I saw everything. It was just a perfect fit, and I just thought it would be home. Well, you, I, I said after the home run, uh, "Welcome to UCSB, Blake Clawson," because it, it took you a minute to to get your first big hit. I, you've dealt with some some injuries here and there, but. 
talk about that that approach on Sunday because you you're coming back. You'd only had nine at bats. Uh, you were you were playing early in the year, and then you had that lull where where nothing was really happening. But you get that chance in a tie game in the eighth inning against Fullerton, and it was a free zero count. And we talked about this with with uh, with Jason on Tuesday. But Gouches led the three zero counts. And what was your approach going to that bat? And talk about the swing. Yeah. So first at bat back, being a while, I told myself, don't let the moment get too big. Just be in it and nothing else. And realize that it's just a game. And I'm not usually one to swing 3-0. I've never really, not that I've had lack of success with it. I just, I don't know. I like to see an extra pitch and make the pitcher work for it. But right there in that moment, I was thinking, you know what? We swing 3-0. If I get a heater, I'm going to just let it eat. Black out and let it eat. And that's what happened. <laughs> it gave the guys a 6-4 lead. And then Tuesday, three-hit game, a bunch of singles. You're going the opposite way. I mean, you look really comfortable at the plate. Are you starting to get some rhythm at the dish after just a couple of games? Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling myself when I go up there, have the confidence. Like, you already know you're going to hit the ball. And I'm going to just watch it come in. And if I tense up, that's when I know I'm – it's almost like that fear of tension. Like, I'm not going to go – attack that ball. So if I stay loose and I stay confident and knowing that what I'm going to do and my approach is going to work out in the long run, that's what I'm going to stick to and that's what keeps me the most relaxed and comfortable at the dish. What do you do to get ready as a hitter? Because you're, you're you're pretty unique. I, I haven't really encountered a hitter quite like you. Uh, you just you like to talk it out. You like to do different things. You, you're not keeping that straight line like like we see a lot of times you you like to veer off to the side and how does that mesh with your with your style and your personality as far as your approach to the plate yeah uh when it comes to hitting i just i know hitting is an uncomfortable thing to do so the biggest thing i'll do is i'll find something new i'll find a new hobby and i'll try to get myself uncomfortable like there was a guy that came over with some things called quick sticks and I was just messing with those and I sucked at them at first, but I told myself, give myself five minutes each day, do it every day and you'll see the improvement. And when I do little things like that, it helps me realize when I'm hitting that even though it does feel uncomfortable, if I give myself that little time of belief and that little time of work to just focus in and put myself in the moment, then I'll be ready to go. I'll be in that uncomfortable, comfortable state. That's a good way to put it, because hitting is very uncomfortable. I think I was super uncomfortable when I hit, when I played, and wouldn't didn't have the uh, the know-how to tell myself that I was uncomfortable and trying to change it. So I, I like that approach. That's good. That's a, that's a mature approach to it. I feel like Thank you. some a new hobby, surfing. Does surfing help with uh, or the ocean? Does the ocean and surfing help with hitting? Oh yeah, definitely. I picked it up over COVID, and that really helped loosen my hips up and keep me good and mobile and let my body do what it needs to do and it's a fun little thing I do with my brother as well that's a way that we bond together really well but uh I jump in the ocean at like 6 45 6 30 each morning and every morning every morning I, I won't miss it and if I'm not by the ocean I'll take a nice cold shower in the morning and <laughs> it, it wakes me up it lets my body know I'm here lets me uh kind of soak in the moment where I'm at and it's a good start to each day so if I can start my day out that way and stay in the moment from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed I know I'm prepared at each moment cold shower today because there's no ocean in Davis but yep. cold shower today cold shower this morning love it love <laughs> it okay um well you're, you're in the lineup uh, today DH do you like the DH spot or do, would you prefer to play in the field just personally I personally like playing the field. I like to be able to switch off hitting and turn it back on and 
be able to know that I can get out of that moment, still come back in it and stay present. But I'm in the lineup. I'm going to help the team win, and that's what I'm here to do. Okay. Uh, Blake Klassen, appreciate the time. Uh, let's go get it up. Let's do it. Okay, Darb. Uh, your home runs come in bunches. Is that normal, or is this a new experience for you? Um, I think it's a new experience. I mean, traditionally, I haven't been a constant home run hitter, and I got—I guess I got two bunches this season. That's never happened before, so it's got to be a new thing. Did you ever have a two-homer game before, no. uh, before Oregon? Never had a two-homer game. That, that was definitely the first. Okay, and what about homers in back-to-back games? Don't think that's ever happened before again. Hey, so, okay. Yeah. So lots of good things happen in your first year. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yep, 100%. Are you happy with your first collegiate double? I'm extremely happy. <laughs> Even though it was a duck fart in the left, I, like, I think before the series I was like, wow, I have, I have uh, two home runs and no doubles. Like, I kind of want to get a double, and, you know, it was ugly, but I, I was happy. You took it, and you drove in a run to boot. So. Yep. Yeah, right. I'll take it any day. Home run and a uh, – and a double, four ribbies. Probably your uh, first four RBI game, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Was it the ice cream that did it? Uh, Probably. You know, I asked for the two scoops at Davis Creamery, and they gave me four, so probably was. Okay, doubled up. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Darb. Thanks, Kev. Okay, Jordan Sprinkle. Uh, not your first four-hit game as a gaucho? Or was it your first four-hit game? I think you had one last year. Yeah, it wasn't the first, but... Um, exciting one. First of the year, I guess. First first of the year, and uh, you got a nice little 11-game hitting streak going. Yes, Were sir. you aware of that? Um, I wasn't until now, but thank okay. you for telling me. So you're going to try and keep it going, right? Yes, sir. Just get it out of the way for a step at? <laughs> yeah, one pitch at a time. Just look for something to drive. How do you feel at the plate? Because uh, you got off to a slow start, and, and you got the history going. You're starting to make solid contact, put it over the fence a couple times. Thank How you feeling with the stick? Feel, feel good. I think... Uh, you know, I went into this year with the same approach that I was going to hit early and really be aggressive to pitches in the zone, and I just wasn't getting a ton of pitches in the zone, um, which, you know, that was my fault. I think I needed to analyze a little bit better on, you know, how I was going to get pitched, but I think once I started to see some of the off-speed stuff, it's making me a better hitter because I have to think away, and it's making me a more complete hitter, so, um, you know, I'm grateful for it. I know, obviously, not the start that I wanted to get off to, but... Um, you know, they always say it's not how you start, it's how you finish, so I'm going to finish strong. That's a good motto. It's a long season. Gouches are 20 games into it, and bats getting hot. You That's feel good. good. You look good out there, so uh, go get them today. Thank you. Thank you, KC. Okay. Back here at the Playboy Radiology pregame show. And I've got Spencer Erdman. First time we talked to you this year. Although, I mean, we've been talking all week because we've been rooming together. It's been a long road trip. You played at LMU. Did you guys have any week-long road trips when you played or when you played at, at City College? Oh, yeah, we had a few. Not at San City College, no. It was all down and back. But uh, a few in, at LMU, but uh, Ardebo does a good job of taking care of us here at UCSB. So. Who's Ardebo? Uh, Justin Hockley. Yeah, Justin yeah. Hockley. Yeah, he's crushing it. He did, he did a good job. Maybe a better job than Dylan Jones could have done. Yeah, yes, it thumbs up there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's the last day of the road trip. Uh, how do you prepare mentally as a coach for a trip like this? Like, what kind of responsibilities do you have day to day? 
Because we're practicing, we're playing, we're playing different teams. Like, what are your responsibilities on the day-to-day? -day? Oh, I show up with the same attitude and the same plan every day. Uh, my job is to get the players better, and I show up ready to do that. And how do you do that? Whatever they need. I, I, <laughs> I generally uh, talk with each player one-on-one -on -one before the day starts and ask them what they want to get better at that day and what they're working on and why they're working on it and just continue to... Uh, carry on the conversation, uh, try, and, try to help these guys out. And some days it's not even about baseball. Sometimes they got other stuff going on, so just trying to work through that with them. So, Because you brought this up when we were leaving the hotel room. And we were watching a movie, and we were talking about the movie, and then just out of the blue, you go, you know, being a volunteer assistant coach, I, I'm starting to understand the value of it and why it's good and how it can lead you to new places. Uh, on the coaching tree. So on a personal level, being a volunteer coach and working with Chex and Dylan and Ferg, and mo mostly Ferg with you because you're an offensive, offensive guy, like how's being a volunteer coach pre preparing you for the next step on your coaching journey? Well, I get a ton of coaching reps on a, on a daily basis, so I'd say that is the biggest thing for me is learning from guys who really know how to coach and then implementing those strategies I learned from them and seeing what works, what doesn't, uh, how I can communicate better and more efficiently with different players based on their learning style. So it all it all kind of goes into it and spending every day getting a chance to coach uh, really talented players. I mean, it's, it's definitely moved me along quite well. Do you want to make any plugs for your clinics that are coming up? Yeah. In the Santa Barbara area? Now's uh, the time. Absolutely. Monday night, 6 to 7 p.m., we got youth clinics. We, uh, myself and Michael Marsh, come out and use the field and the cages and play games and just generally try and get players fired up about playing baseball and a bit better each time they show up. And then we have a high school clinic as well from 7 to 8 p.m. on Monday nights, and uh, that's, that's one of my favorite times of the week, getting to work with uh, young players who are hungry to get better. And it's just another opportunity to help out, so I really enjoy it. Okay. Good work. Good Thank work you. on the plug, and uh, good work at third base coach. Gouchers have been aggressive on the bases. Aggressive on the bases. Is that the, is that the motto? That is the motto. That's the yeah, motto. Yeah, no stop signs around here. I send everybody. <laughs> well, good. Ho hopefully we get lots of uh, lots of windmills today. Gouchers play for the sweep today against UC Davis. Um, we'll be watching for you. I'll be, I'll be judging you at third base. Um, if there's like a slow roller up the line that does something that you haven't seen before, like... I know I'm not working on this field, but if there's one of those where it's like on the edge of the grass or rolling up the line and something happens and you look up, I'm going to be looking for your reaction. Well, maybe the line holds, and if the line holds, then we might have to go take a playbook out of the UC Davis grounds crew, you know? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's been, there's been, uh, I think it's gone even both ways. Sometimes the field plays in favor of the Gauchos, and sometimes it plays against the favor. Hey, you at, win. Least, at least on the choppers up the line, right? You win some, you lose some. Exactly. Sometimes it rains. Sometimes it rains. You know? Hopefully it doesn't rain today. There might be rain in the forecast. <laughs> it's supposed to rain tomorrow in Santa Barbara, but uh, we're not worried about that right now. What do so, you say, uh, Kevin? Lots of hits, lots of runs? Lots of hits, lots of runs. Thanks, Erdy. Thank you. All right, thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors. And thank you to our interviewees, Jason Willow, Blake Clausen, Xander Darby, Jordan Sprinkle, and Spencer Erdman. We hope to see you at Jackie Robinson Stadium tonight as the Gauchos take on the Bruins. That's the first pitch at 6 o'clock 
have the broadcast on ucsbgauchos.com. And then we hope to see you at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. Gauchos return home after two weeks to take on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, first of three games starting at 5.30 on Friday. That'll do it for this week's podcast. My name's Kevin Cannon. It's been a pleasure uh, as always, and um, hope to see you out there. So uh, have a great week.